Hello, I'm Tori, and I have lots of chargers. I have cords that I am afraid to toss aside because I'm not sure if it will power up that device or if I'll need it as a backup to the backup. So yes, I have multiple cords that will charge the same device. It is an area that needs decluttering. But how many of you will take the time to go through all of your electronics and see which cord powers what? That's what I want to talk about today and hope you will draw insight from my recent experience. Hello and welcome to Talking on Purpose with Tori. This is the Internet Show. This channel provides ministry leaders with valuable tools to build their teams. Every week, we narrow our focus to a specific aspect of church growth, communication, and the virtual world of social media. I utilize my gifts to help churches and faith-driven organizations strengthen their online presence, improve communication with staff and volunteers, and create systems designed to combat inertia. If you want to be a better servant leader, then please subscribe to this channel or follow us on Facebook. If you haven't already grabbed your free workbook, Kingdom Building with Less Anger and More Humility at www.toryslaughter.com, the link is below. Let's plug in to the right source. You know, my work requires a few tools. The electronic devices allow me to work efficiently, and for the most part, everything is harmonious. But one morning, as I was preparing for my day, I needed to power up my iPad. So I go to the place that I keep the cord and attempt to plug it in. Well, it didn't work. I look at the cord and try again. Now, I won't bore you with all the back and forth, but if you have ever known something to have worked before, it really is challenging to let go and not force it. Hallelujah. That's what happened to me. And let me tell you, I did. I turned that court over and over so many times until I finally got fed up. I couldn't understand why this charger that previously worked did not fit into that port. It wasn't until I was completely defeated that I surrendered and began thinking of another solution because giving up wasn't an option. So what do I do first? I retrace my steps. Hmm. When was the last time I remember charging it and where was I? Well, much to my surprise, when I did locate the proper cord, it of course fit right in, but that's not the point. When I held the two cords side by side, they appeared identical. At first glance, anyone could easily mix them up. I felt a little bit better. But this became a wondrous thing for me as I thought about all of the applications for ministry. Plugging in is not a new thing, and I'm not trying to express this as an idea that you may not have heard before, but this detail, what I'm about to share with you, blew my mind, and it became the topic of discussion in my home that day because I had to double check. So I shared it, the story, with our resident tech aficionado, Joshua Nathan of Technically Unbothered. 
I excitedly shared what happened and of course he gave me the look. Like, of course that wouldn't charge this so... But me, <laughs> having the full-blown mom moment, asked him which cord would he bring me if I asked him for my iPad charger, if both were available. So at first he said, I'd just bring you both of them. Typical. <laughs> but I told him, okay, no, 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 that's not a choice. You had to decide which charger he would give me. So after examining both cords, to his astonishment, it was not the correct one. <laughs> but we had such a, a great conversation about appearances and how even tech-savvy individuals can get it wrong. Joshua is always a good sport about these things and absorbed the lesson. So thank you, Joshua. The question I came away with was, how many things am I using incorrectly? What sources am I trying to power with the wrong charger? And how often have I had to dismantle teams and rearrange people within groups so that they could give their best? That's what I do. I meet people and assess their, their known spiritual gifts and engage in lengthy conversations to get to the root of their discontent. So churches and faith-driven organizations, they need teams to run efficiently, to be effective and make an impact in their community. If there is constant arguing, discontent, friction, the likely cause is you have people plugged into the wrong area. And if you add what is referred to as the people who cross into other lanes, you have a recipe for disaster. Your, your core team won't work at its best because you have people plugged into the wrong portal and they aren't coming away fully charged, on fire, and excited to do ministry work. They will muddle through with hopefully some level of joy, but it will not be a satisfying work. And that is our fault. If we never take a step back and look at the similarities of their spiritual gifts, pray and ask God to help us guide these incredible individuals into work they were designed and destined to do, we fail our fellow brothers and sisters. I invite you to look at this, this awesome passage in the book of Acts that, that speaks to this and is a formula for how we can exercise our spirit of power, love, and self-control and allow the fruit of the spirit to manifest in our church. So if you have your Bibles or a note-taking app, I encourage you to read Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7. And for those who are familiar with this passage, this is where I landed over the course of dissecting and praying and being curious about what my frustration taught me. You see, I try to ask, what does God want me to learn from this situation? You know, about my attitude, my emotions, or my behavior. And I hope you are motivated to do the same. This isn't about taking God's word and manipulating the meaning to fit into our narrative, 
but rather a, a dose of truth so that you can apply the, the principal teaching to your circumstance going forward. So in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, we read about how the 12 apostles stayed true to their calling, which was, a stud, well, which was to study and teach the gospel. They weren't unwilling to serve people. After all, we have them gathering 12 baskets of leftovers after Jesus fed the multitude, okay? This passage teaches us as servant leaders the importance of delegation as well as having the the right people charged to work in the right areas. The apostles didn't back away from the conflict. They first reiterated their role within the church And that means they knew what their gifting was. Next, they got to the root of the division, which how physical nourishment was provided multiculturally. And then they appointed seven disciples who were Holy Spirit filled and worked in wisdom. These people were properly charged by the almighty power source. They went through a process and so can you. If you're wondering why you can't keep supercharged, on fire people of God plugged into their areas of expertise, you can use Acts chapter 6 to undergo self-examination. Do you know your role within the church and utilize your gifts to their greatest potential? Are you a problem solver and delegate responsibilities to those who are led by God to serve? Do you trust God and have faith that those he entrusted to you seek to honor and please him? If you are having problems or consistent turnover within your leadership team, start with yourself before pointing fingers. To tie this back to my recharging issue with the the components I was trying to use that weren't defective. You see, nothing was wrong with them. The problem was me and how I wanted to use them. They weren't made to be interchangeable between devices. They were not multi-purpose chargers. But I was blindly attempting to force it to work in the way I thought it should. And once I got fed up with that, that was when I was able to humble myself and admit my error and learn from my mistake. I had to look for another solution and hope that what I needed was in another area. And it was. Even though they look similar, yes, one has a shiny finish and the other has a matte finish, they won't power the same devices. And even if you are experienced and knowledgeable with tech items, you can still get it wrong when presented with both options. That is the lesson I learned, and I hope my experience will help you slow down and consider the consequences of using the wrong person to power an area of ministry that they are not charged to do. I pray you will slow down and consider that you may have to read Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 and ask if you are modeling your ministry in a way that glorifies God. I pray you will slow down and consider your role 
attitude, behavior, and ask God to help you assess your responses to the people you are shepherding. Pray and ask God to help you build effective ministry teams that will spread the gospel and glorify him in the process. I believe that some of the best examples of our living God come in the form of how we do ministry, the way we work together as a team within the body of Christ, because we all have value. We all serve a great purpose. If your church is that example that people want to imitate and reverse engineer, then you know you've got it right. But if you have a lot of people plugged in to the wrong areas, the only draw from the community is to come in and watch the sparks fly. Your church is a place of entertainment and the show will end with people leaving to plug in to structure, consistency, because they desire to serve in a place that has order. Thank you for joining me for Talking on Purpose with Tori. This was the internet show. I hope that you gleaned something from this story and use it in your ministry teaching. Talk about it. Think about how you have plugged in people maybe into the wrong areas or that you need to revisit and reacquaint yourself with. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Please don't forget to visit ToriSlaughter.com and grab your free workbook, Kingdom Building with Less Anger and More Humility. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.